So we're talking about the uh, price of petrol that will be going up again at the end of the month, and it's really had us tearing our hair out here, looking at other solutions to uh, to the issue of how we can save money. Many of us do need to travel to work. We do need to get our kids to school. You know, we need to go to, to doctors, to hospitals, to recreation facilities. We have to get around in this country, and sometimes the cities we live in, in like Johannesburg, are fairly big, and the distances to cover are quite large. So there, there isn't any way around it but to actually have to spend that money and now the public transport system has often let us down as well so uh, as we contemplate this uh, you know petrol prices uh, going to increase by 40 cents a litre by the end of October we thought we'd ask car expert Warren Tucker about a possible alternative we had a conversation in the office earlier about the possibility of hybrid cars in an effort to save money and whether that actually might be an option in a country where we, we do love cars in South Africa uh, Warren, thank you so much for coming in to talk to us. Uh, lovely to have you on the program. Uh, the first time I think I'm interviewing you at yes. 702. Uh, Warren, look, hybrid cars, they, I mean, I, I love the look of them and mm-hmm. I love the idea behind them, the environmental uh, benefits and so forth. Yes. But I just wonder how economical they are. Well, let's go back to the beginning and let's explain what a hybrid, what a hybrid vehicle is. So a hybrid vehicle is sort of the best of both worlds. You've got a petrol engine, yes. you've got an electric motor, mm-hmm. and the electric motor is zero emissions, okay? And you've right. got batteries on the vehicle. Okay. Now what happens is from pull away, low speeds, it's completely electrical. Right. So you're running on batteries. So there's no emissions and there's no cost to you. More, more, how can I say, when you start driving the vehicle a bit harder, Yes. The Petrol engine kicks in. Now, what it does is the petrol engine then in turn charges the battery, right? right? Yes. Okay. As you are moving along the road to yeah. keep the voltage up. When the vehicle starts slowing down or coasting, it uses kinetic energy, which is the rolling energy to recharge the batteries. So it's a very wow. efficient system that's working there. Right. Okay. The thing, the, the, the problems that you sort of end up with are, so you've got an electric motor. You've got a petrol engine and you've got batteries. Right. Right. So your battery's there. I don't know if you've, if you've ever experienced with your laptop, charging it, decharging it, charging yes. it. Yes. Eventually the battery doesn't hold the power it used to hold. Mm. And what ends up happening is you've got to replace it. Sometimes the battery costs more than the laptop. Wow. And you end up buying another laptop. Yeah. Right. Does that apply to, to this car as well? Well, your hybrid vehicles, I mean, um, you know, the, the i3, if I look at the i3, the BMW, it's a BMW i3. BMW car, yes. BMW has gone to great lengths to simplify how the battery is made. So they, they are one of the manufacturers that have modules. So as a module burns out inside a big battery, you mm-hmm. replace that module. But let's say that entire module went, it's, it's 339,000 wow. rand. That's more in half the value of the vehicle. What does the vehicle cost in the, totality? The, the current um, i3 um, is going for, I'll give you the price, it's 717,100 wow. rand for the extender, right? And the base model is 637,100 rand. So it's it's not a yeah. cheap vehicle. No, I, th- I think that's quite cost prohibitive for most people, uh, Warren. Are there other cheaper alternatives if, if you're looking at hybrid cars? Well, Toyota used to have the Yaris Hybrid, which they've now dropped from their lineup. Yeah. To give you an idea, so I've, NAMSA posted uh, for the first quarter of 2018, only one Prius was sold in the really? country. One Toyota wow. Prius. And what this boils down, to, boils down to is you see South Africans like stuff they know. Okay? Yes, yes. Diesel. 
diesel is their alternative. Diesel right. is what they know. Yes. So what they end up doing is they will purchase diesel, your diesel vehicle, your alternative to petrol. But now with diesel hitting the price, the prices that it's, that it's getting to, yes. you know, people are going to start looking for alternatives again and people will start re-looking at that. If you wind the clock back 20 years, diesel was unheard of. It was, no, I don't want a diesel. Tractors are diesel. Yes, yes. Now, if you look at most of your modern SUVs, they're diesel vehicles. They're mm-hmm. quiet. They're refined. Mm-hmm. They give you great mileage. Um, the, the, the refinement around the vehicle, the services around the vehicle, they've improved them to such a point where they actually diesel stands out. So, so you don't have to, to uh, service your diesel car as often as you used to in the past? In the past, yes. And also your move, they, they've turboed the, the diesel motors. They've made the engines lighter. They're more responsive. They're not as noisy. I don't know if you can think back. You're standing next to the old Mercedes uh, Benz diesels at the mm-hmm. robot. It sounded like there was a tractor next to you. <laughs> yes, right? I do remember. But that. today you'd stand next to an X5 or a Range Rover or Mercedes uh, diesel today, and you wouldn't hear. It would st- be quiet. It would sound like a petrol engine because wow. they've refined the product so much. Tell me, Warren, is is that really the best alternative right now? I mean, given that uh, we, we can't even possibly think of electric cars at this point, given our electricity supply. Correct. Um, would you say diesel is the most uh, most practical solution for South Africans wanting to buy cars? Currently at the moment in South Africa, I'd say that definitely diesel still in terms of range, in terms of mileage that you're going to get out of the tank. Yes, the diesel is going to cost more, but you are going to go further with the vehicle. Um, the Polo TDI comes to mind. Um, but that being said, I wrote an article for the Mail and Guardian a while back yes. around Hydrogen vehicles. Okay. Hydrogen. So in California, you you could purchase it's a, a Honda. Yes. It's a hydrogen vehicle. Yeah. It's pretty much exactly the same as the petrol car you've got today. You stop at a hydrogen filling station. Takes you five minutes to fill the tank, and you get five hundred kilometers on on a charge. Wow. And the only byproduct out of the back of the vehicle is water. Ah, oh, so it's extremely environmentally exactly. friendly. Exactly. Um, the only thing there was, you know, again, it comes back to. There's a great consortium around petrol, diesel. Right. Now you've got hydrogen. Now you've, you've got to or, almost take that system and plug it into the petrol system at this point in time. And so the Africa's lagging behind in that instance. Why, why is that, uh, Warren? I mean, given all the constraints we have here, you th- you'd think uh, that, that, that people would be wanting to rush into this market of this product. Um, I, as far as I can see, you know, again, it comes back to a willingness from government. Um, I heard the minister talking about the fact that people use too much 95 when they could be using 93. Yes. The fact of the matter is our vehicles or the specification of the vehicles we get in South Africa are European spec. Mm-hmm. If you open your service, your service books or your manual, it tells you that the minimum fuel you should be using is 95 octane. Right. Okay. In the UK, you get 98, you get 100. We used to get Sassel Super 100 here. They'd no longer produce it. Mm-hmm. Now, you could do this exercise for yourself. Drive all, drive all the fuel out of your tank, fill yes. up with 93, zero the clock. Do the same exercise with 95. I guarantee you will get more kilometers on the 95 than you will on the 93 because the motor is more efficient. Mm-hmm. There's a bigger bang. You know, right. your, your, your internal combustion engine needs a, be- a better bang to make more power. And, and that's where it stems from.
All right. So lots, lots more, um, I think lots more advancement, lots more thinking is needed around Correct. this whole issue in order to, to give us some alternatives here. Do you, do you think we're going to see the introduction of hydrogen technology in the near future or are we going to be waiting? We're we going to be left behind in this regard, Warren? Well, the minute somebody figures out how to make money on it, I think it will be implemented hard and fast. <laughs> right now, you could build yourself a little lab kit at home and produce hydrogen and fill up your vehicle without having to go to a filling station. Okay, yes, it is dangerous, yes. but I, I guarantee you that somebody <laughs> will try it. So the minute they can monetize that system, I guarantee mm. you that you will see it being implemented, implemented fast and furious out there. Shell, incidentally, in California, all the hydrogen filling stations there are shell filling stations. Ah, okay. So, well, it looks like our, our market needs to open up a little bit, as do our minds with regard to how we handle this uh, fuel price hike. But it looks like there will be no quick fixes. We're just going to have to swallow hard and accept that we'll be paying more at the pumps. Warren Tucker, car expert, thank you so much for thank your time you. on the program.